Lee, how do I become wealthy? You marry someone who's rich. We'll talk about that topic and a little more today on this episode of the Williford Brothers. Welcome back to another episode of the Williford Brothers. We are your hosts, Luke and Lee Williford. Good to see you guys. We're glad to be here today. We're going to talk about how do we become wealthy or what are the sources of wealth or where does all that come from? How do you even start? That's a good question. So in my mind, we've talked about this over the last few years. Um, There are three basic sources and I call those equity, income, or inheritance. So I'm not talking about a social justice word, equity. I'm talking about the real definition of equity, and that's ownership ownership Mm -hmm. in something. And income would be what you earn for your work. So what are you willing to sell yourself, your skills, your talent, your knowledge for, and someone willing to pay you for it? And the other, of course, is just being born into some sort of situation where someone passes along their wealth to you through generational wealth and an inheritance. Or they just give you money. Yeah, or they just give you money. They don't have to die to give you money, That's I guess. That's the third. So there's <laughs> yes. three three ways. Ownership, yep. I own a portion, a percentage, or 100% of a company. Um, Could be a company, yeah. Or, and then, you know, I'm going to play listener here, and then income's what I make at my job. Yep. You know, that income. And then inheritance if i got lucky and somebody left me some money or somebody just gave me a windfall of money yeah those are three most common i guess ways or the ways. that's right so i like to come at things sometimes backwards my goal is to leave for my children and their children an inheritance to have something of value that i am able to pass from myself and my wife to them to create generational wealth. That is a beautiful thing. I mean, in scripture, it even says that those who were wise passed land, herds of cattle, mm-hmm. assets to their children's children. Um, so that's such a beautiful thing. And how do you acquire enough to pass on something to your grandchildren? Well, you most likely invested in something. So you created for yourself equity in something. It could be a portfolio of stocks. It could be a laundromat. It could be real estate. Perhaps you used uh, funds borrowed and earned to buy real estate or any of those other types of assets. Well, where did those funds come from? Well, then you probably had a job and earned income. So... The flow typically works, create for yourself a good enough income that you can invest in assets that appreciate over time so that at some point in time, you can pass those assets on to your children and their children as an inheritance. So there we have the three pillars of creating wealth, an income, equity, and then an inheritance. So how do you generate an income well you go and you get skills the more highly specialized your skills most likely the lower the supply is and in basic economics when you've got a demand for something let's say uh, very difficult language and software engineering and you're the guy who can do it or the gal that can do it you're going to most likely command 
a pretty good income. Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to have a skill or a talent that is specialized. And once you are able to find a position where you can make a good income, you want to create for yourself a budget. So you create a budget. You create for yourself a portion of that budget to go into owning something. And so fortunately for us, our grandfather bought a piece of property and that property turned into a business that he acquired because the business owner went out. But that was instant equity. <laughs> he didn't realize it at the time, but that's how it turned into. That's how we got into this business. Um, so what you want to do is create wealth through your income, buying different stuff, buying real estate, buying stocks, something that appreciates over time. And then eventually, yeah, pass it along to your children. Um, but what that looks like in different parts of the country, different parts of the mm -hmm. world, that's all, that's all very different. I mean, we're here in, in, the R, in RTP, the Research Triangle Park in Central North Carolina, and most people are in the tech world or the bioscience world. So a lot of people have very specialized, very high-paying jobs, and uh, they're looking to invest in other things too. So I think it's important to remember that as we're buying laundromats, you know, people are looking eventually one day maybe to even buy us out. We don't know Who what knows? that'll look like. Yeah. But, uh, but we'll start, um, at income. Yeah. What do, what is an, what does an income look like? So I think it goes back to, um, you know, making more than it costs to live on and then not mm -hmm. blowing that gap. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've read a lot of Dave Ramsey and different stuff. Everyday millionaires where the janitor, um, you know, he, he, retires with millions and, and how did he do that yeah you know exactly he never made more than forty thousand a year yeah you know how does that happen and yeah. i i know for a fact they say that uh i think uh like 75 percent of millionaires uh are first generation mm -hmm. you know so it's really cool um, yeah. but i think you you create a a plan and it can be small you know the, the first thing small you don't just arrive yes. at on top of the mountain at the um, first step mm -hmm. yeah and it's it goes back to investing in assets and not liabilities. Yeah. You know, a nice car, you know, is, is in a liability. You got yourself a nice car and a good, healthy it's, car payment. And it's <laughs> not, it may make you get more waves on the road. It may uh, help you, you know, look cool. It may make you feel good, yeah. but it's not going to help. It doesn't create generational wealth yeah. that you're talking about. And I can tell you Lee sacrificed the car because he drives, <laughs> he does not. He's been shopping a car for about a year now. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, but seriously, you know, he's, he's been able to not invest that money into a car that, that would be a liability, but he, he's been able to uh, drive dependable vehicles, but not splurge to get something that maybe the world tells us we need, yeah. or even we tell ourselves we the need. The world will lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard about my Range Rover story. I owned yeah, a Range Rover a for just so a few great. weeks and took it back because... You know, I was chest poked out the day I got it. When I went it and turned beautiful. it back in, I said I made beautiful. a mistake and had to humbly say I made a mistake. But uh, anyway, so income, Yeah. you know, you have your income. Spend less than you make. I, I love also compounding interest, mm -hmm. you know, in yeah. and, and investing a small percentage of your income. I remember when I was 21 years old in a bar one time, a guy told me, come see me. He was an Edward Jones rep in Burt County. Mm. He didn't have a 
ton of people to pull from, you know, <laughs> probably some wealthy farmers down there. But yeah. anyway, he, uh, he got me and I started doing $50 a month and that was when I was 21. I'm 30, almost five now, 34. And, um, so I started just doing $50 a month and, yeah. and it, I raised it when I could. Yeah. And I'm so glad that he you made created me a habit. It. That's right. You and created a habit. I, I put it and it continues and yes. it's grown today. I look yep. at it and I'm like, wow. And that was $50 that came from your income. Exactly. You worked and you got paid for your work and you decided to take a portion of that and to invest it. Mm-hmm. And so I bet it's grown over that little yep. bit of time. And the amount I've been able to years. put into it has grown as yes. well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So that's how you take your income, working hard. I mean, you have to work. Yes. No, you, you can't live off the government or for so long. <laughs> no, a lot of a lot of people may think, you know, they try to cheat from the government, steal from the government. The government's going to get his. I promise you that. So just focus on increasing your income, living on less than you make and taking a portion of your income. What that is is up to you, 5, 10, 20% of your income and investing it habitually and automatically if you can every month at least every month and before you know it you have invested into assets that tend to appreciate stocks you can even to get into bonds nothing too crazy or fancy and real estate and before you know it over 20 30 40 years you've been able to create a portfolio that has been built based on your income And it's like, like you said, there's the janitor, the, the librarian, the kindergarten teacher who, when they retire at 65, 70 years old, has a pretty big nest egg yeah. because they've used their income, a portion of their income, to invest into appreciating assets. So now that you've got these assets, what do you do with those? Well, you can sell them and go have a big old party, or you can use what are called distributions, dividends, and live on those as your source of income. You'll still need an income, or you can eat away from what you've invested. But you have to have invested in those assets. So for us, yeah, laundromats are an incredible investment for us because we do. We take a lot of the capital that our laundromats generate, and we reinvest into our existing laundromats and then we also invest in new laundromats. And before you know it, we've talked about that snowball effect, but not the snowball falling down. It's the snowball you're building as you're climbing up the mountain because there's work behind it. Yes. Before you know it, that snowball is bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're able to make bigger decisions, better mm-hmm. decisions, uh, because you've got this pool of resources that you're now responsible over. And investing in those assets, um, ownership, gaining equity, um, will provide for you a lot of options. Um, the more liquid you are, yeah, the more uh, options you have and in where you want to put those funds or converting um, assets like a portfolio into something else like a REIT or even just one piece of real estate um, is pretty good too. But you have to have the income. You have to invest into those appreciating assets. And then hopefully one day, yeah, you can transition that to your children uh, your grandchildren or a, a fund, a 
nonprofit that you really enjoy, your alma mater, where you're going to set up a scholarship in the name of your kindergarten teacher because she was the best person on the face of the earth, (laughs) you know, in in her honor. Um, But that's how you're able to generate wealth over a lifetime. And I'm not even 40 years old yet. I've got a lot of life to live. But also watch a lot of wealthy people and see how they live uh, and how they spend and invest their money. Um, sometimes I feel like there's a lot of a lot of wisdom that is lost, or at least the ability to capture it is lost uh, because we're too busy, you know, doing this rather than engaging with people who are older than us, wiser than us, and to be able to take some of that wisdom and translate it into our lives where we are. We we try not to be too theoretical here, which I love doing, but it really comes down to how you are going to apply that theory. And so find friends who are older and wealthier say, Hey, what did you do? What mistakes did you make? Trust me. They paid lots of stupid tax too. That's just the way it is because when you're doing something, uh, especially when you're doing it on your own, you're going to pay those stupid taxes, but they're most likely going to say, yeah, I worked really hard. I invested into this, this and that. And now I'm, you know, 75 years old and this is what I own. I have equity in these things that have appreciated that throw off dividends, uh, distributions. And yeah, when I die, I hope a lot of it can go to my children. They're probably protected so that not a lot of it goes to the government in excess taxes and estate taxes. Um, but that's just the, the basic principle is remember our grandfather who's 96 years old he always said the harder you work the luckier you get you know and that's just so true because work work hard and work smart and make sure that you're uh, generating as big of an income as you can so that you can put as much of your income into these appreciating assets as you can and then, yeah, one day your children are going to thank you. Don't don't spoil them too much. Yeah. <laughs> Teach yeah. them the uh, incredible value of work because that's where it starts. Yeah. And if you create it over a long time through discipline and perseverance, I think you have a different respect for it. Definitely. You know, I think that's why you know third generation businesses have a lot of family businesses have a lot of failure to them mm-hmm. because they didn't see the sweat the blood it's where that, businesses go to die yeah <laughs> so we, we're generations. doing the opposite <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey we're very intentional about it too yes but that's yes. right I think especially in our day where a lot of kids uh, there aren't as many summer jobs and um, I just don't see a lot of kids out there having to work very hard um, mm-hmm. in their high school years and maybe early college years. Um, the economy's there to support it, but uh, they don't have to. They've got parents who, yeah, I think just fund their own budget, and uh, they're not really learning the value of work. Hard work. Yeah. Yes. Think about Akeem Bogle, who was yeah. on our, our show not too long ago. I mean, he lands here at 16 years old, 10 years later, after working his butt off for 10 years, I mean, he became this, a very successful sales mm-hmm. guy and has a whole lot of life ahead of him. Yeah. You know? But he specialized, worked really hard, generated, I'm sure, a great income, and now can use some of that income to invest into different appreciating assets. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah it's not going to be easy. It's not your biggest first deal or first thing you invest in. Isn't going to be the biggest thing you ever invest in <laughs> or your best. And we're investment. creating yeah. income, not to buy toys. 
you know, I think that's the biggest mm. myth out there is that we create a large income to buy toys or a medium income or whatever it is. And income, I've learned, is extremely uh, relative. Mm. So wealth is relative. You know, I've sat in rooms where I'm probably the wealthiest person. I've sat in rooms where I'm the I'm the least wealthiest <laughs> person. But yeah. health is wealth, <laughs> I always mm-hmm. say. And yeah, um, it's yourself. all relative. Don't get to, you know, have a plan and stick to the plan and watch the video of somebody's life. Don't watch the, the picture. I think we see somebody up on the mountaintop. But like you said, we should stop and say, hey, Mr. 80-year-old, can I have your attention for a minute? How did you get there? I'm looking at the picture and the Lambo and the, (laughs) uh, you know, millions. But how did you get there? I want to watch the video of their story because pictures aren't, they don't always tell the story, you know, Mm -hmm. who dug the ditch. You know, you get to the end and everybody takes a picture together, but only two actually were digging the ditch the whole way. You know, the video shows the hard times where he had to persevere. Mm -hmm. Um, It's almost like a marriage. You got to persevere. You're going to have your hard times. You're going to have your financially hard times where you can't uh, make that investment, but you have to because you've committed to it because you've committed to a plan to get a result. And, um, when we commit to a plan over a long period of time, I think it's like $350 over 30 years is like $2 million or mm-hmm. something. Yes. It's really unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, don't have what's called present bias. Don't say, oh, well, I'm you know, I'm going to eat this chocolate cake right now because it looks really good, but maybe I'll go to the gym later or this isn't really going to affect me. It is. The $10 that you spend on a venti mocha at Starbucks – once a week, you know, just think about what that looks like 30 years from now. You know, yeah. it does really have a significant cost. So You could have used another analogy. <laughs> I, was, I, <laughs> I did say venti. I was going to go with grande, but I thought, well, at least I'll say venti, you know, because <laughs> I like those two. Yeah, venti's the biggest size. <laughs> yeah. I hate Which Starbucks, is probably $10. How they use their... I don't hate Starbucks. I hate how they use their sizes. It's tall, tall grande, grande venti. venti. Anyway, that's another subject, but uh, but yeah, that's good yeah. stuff. And that would have been a great stock to, to buy about 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've got to, and also job. you've got to take a step. Whatever it is, take a step. Take mm-hmm. a step. Even if it's $10 a month investing, um, take a step. Yes. Uh, create a habit. $100 a month. Create a habit. Make it automatic. And, um, one other thing is it's easy to not purchase something when you can't afford it. Mm. But once you can afford it, whoa, that's a whole nother deal. Yes. You know? Um, it takes self-control. It takes amazing yeah. self-control. Which is not easy. Exactly. Yeah. But you have to be thinking about others. For me, it's my children and my family and wanting to create generational blessings that keeps me from buying the Bronco 2022 <laughs> orange down at the Ford uh, dealership right up the road. Um, yeah, they wouldn't let me drive it. I called for a test drive. They said, we aren't letting test drives. I said, I'm going to spend 80 grand and not test drive it. I said, you are a blessing. You are a yes. blessing sent from the Lord oh, because yes. you're not going to let me test drive it. Uh, and uh, so that was a blessing. But uh, yeah, really, when our income increases, we have to have some discipline. We mm-hmm. have to have discipline to get where we want to go. Yes. Um, I think um, they often say, you know, live like nobody else so you can live like nobody else. Mm-hmm. And financial yeah. freedom is amazing. Living under your your 
uh, your means, your means mm-hmm. is whatever those means are, just strive to live under them. And when you get excess, have a place for it or just, just save it. You yep. know, you don't have to spend it. You yes. know, I watch every year. Tax Give it away. Season. <laughs> tax Give it season. Away. I used to flip a car every tax season. I'd buy it in December. And then when the taxes hit, I'd sell it for a few thousand more back in the day. I always did that because people had the cash, mm-hmm. you know, and they got to spend it. And I think, um, we just have to change it, shift our mindset. Think about 30 years down the road. Think about leaving a legacy. Think about leaving an inheritance. Mm-hmm. Um, quit pondering because you didn't get an inheritance and somebody else did. We haven't received any inheritance. The little laundry that my uh, father uh, took over that my grandfather had was very small. He could have looked at it as a pale opportunity. My father could have said, well, I'm not going to drop out of college for that, but he did. And those mm-hmm. choices he made created a legacy. And now we're able to do what we do because of them. And I'm thankful for them yes. and their leadership and their decision-making. Yep. Um, Perseverance, lots of hard work, living below your means. Yep. Yeah. It reminds me of the story or the, the song by Elevation, I think, Blessings, um, Generational mm-hmm. Blessings. Um, it talks about yes. blessing your children's Gen- children. children. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in your marriages and your leadership and your finances. Um, but this episode... Three different ways of creating uh, uh, wealth, and that is, I would say, number one's income, mm-hmm. and then right. you invest and have ownership in something. That's right. And then uh, inheritance, and and don't just think about inheritance as receiving. Think yes. about it as leaving an inheritance. And while you're here on earth, you can instill values into those who will receive that inheritance to protect it and grow it. That's what we want to do. We want to grow our father's legacy, his, his, mm-hmm. um, you know, your children's, uh, your ceiling is your children's floor. Yes. Um, that's so good. I think literally that's what standing on the shoulders of those who have gone before us. I mean, you can just picture that. And over time that builds and builds and builds yeah. into something big and beautiful. Yeah. My father always said, my dad Marshalls would say, if, uh, you know, somebody has something and they didn't work for it, don't get mad at them. He said, somebody, somebody sweat blood. If you look at the lineage long enough and far enough, it didn't come from nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody along the way worked smart, worked hard, and sweat blood and made decisions and made sacrifices so that would be there. They That's may right. be the benefit of it, and I hope generations after me are the benefit, and it continues to grow and create generational wealth like mm-hmm. you talked about. But, you know, I think attitude's important and putting a plan together, sticking to the plan, being disciplined and trying and striving to continue to increase your income. Mm -hmm. And when you increase your income, do not increase your lifestyle. Lee's really good at that. (laughs) It's hard. It is hard. It is hard. (laughs) We both live in a nicer house than we, than we started out in. That's for sure. Um, Definitely. I remember my uh, condo. I bought eighty thousand dollars. I don't yes. think you can buy anything for eighty thousand dollars. Right? You can't now. buy a car for eighty. <laughs> these days, it is crazy. Um, but then I held on to that and I rented it out and rented yeah. it uh, to others and just sold it uh, a few years back. But yes. that was a a great mm-hmm. great thing for me. Yes. Yeah. My last thought is um, to say, don't forget that things of this world will rust and. Yes is eventually dissolve away and uh, invest in eternal treasures also. Yes. In fact, above and beyond the things of this earth, um, just make sure that we know um, that where our heart is and that's where our treasure will be too. And we need to invest in those things as well. 
Amen. So you use the time and use the resources uh, that the Lord's given you here on earth uh, to do incredible things for people on earth. And um, yeah, know that your treasure will be beyond uh, this lifetime. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Give, give of your time. Be generous. Yes. Be generous. Through it all, be generous. You know, it may sound counteractive to budgeting and investing on a regular basis, but be generous. Mm hmm. You know, give. Mm-hmm. Think about the widow's like, mite. You know, here she comes. She got her ration, which was just enough probably to buy one day's food. And she decided that she would give it to um, the Lord, give it to the, the church in that yes. scenario. Um, because she said, they need this more than more than I do. Yep. My, my day's bread today. And uh, man, talk about selfless giving. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. And every stoplight on every major city, you see people <laughs> who, who are, are begging for funds. That may be an opportunity. If the Lord speaks to you or anywhere you may be, God's going to put people in your life, and there's no better feeling. I'm telling you, your 100 or $1,000 in your bank account will never make you feel as good as handing somebody on the street $100 and saying, God bless you. I hope this helps you out. Mm-hmm. It, it, it won't or yes. leaving the waitress a hundred dollar tip yeah. and being able to do that when you when you budget properly and you make a more of an income being able to do those small blessings or giving them your time you know yeah but really leaving them being able to donate making money is not a bad thing that's right that's yes. what we also mm-hmm. have to get across making money is not a bad thing yeah wealthy people feed the homeless mm-hmm. wealthy people feed people who need to eat you know person who picks up the tab at the big event you're at they're not a bad person they're doing it because they have the means they've made the sacrifice and they didn't fall from the sky Mm -hmm. you know they're choosing to do that and they probably did that when they didn't have much when the table was just two or three they'd pick up the tab Mm -hmm. faithful with the small he'll trust us with the great they were sacrificial when it was harder yes exactly Mm -hmm. i'll never forget i don't know what i thought i was going to do when i was running the car wash years ago but i started my own self uh hand wash where guys would go and we'd all wash the cars but we could we'd do like four or five hundred dollars a day sometimes six or seven i think yeah. and my profit out of that would be a few hundred and anyway i'd wrote down ten thousand dollars and i was gonna save ten thousand dollars and yeah. i thought that would change my life i had no clue what i would do with it i just thought <laughs> just, that would mean i mean at a whatever 20 something years old that was just gonna be that was gonna be awesome yeah i mean and you know, it doesn't change your life, really. You continue to work. You know, I don't know a number right now that somebody could say you got that it would change my life. Yeah. I would continue to live the way I'm living now, honestly. Yeah. I may spend a lot more time in Costa Rica. <laughs> uh, on a surfboard. On a surfboard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. But, uh, yeah, money's great, and it can yes. do some awesome things. It's the, it's the root of all evil, or yes. love of do, money is the root of all evil. You so cannot not serve two masters. Yes. You cannot serve... The Lord and money. Yes. Because money will ruin you and the Lord will make you righteous. Amen. Yeah. But having it is good because you can bless people. And yeah. God wants Definitely. people to his his followers to become wealthy so yes. that they can do good mm-hmm. by it. He yes. can use that. Yeah. Um, in abundance and in sacrifice. Yes. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All very good. Good stuff. We yeah, believe so. in tithing also. So ten oh, yeah. percent of mm-hmm. our our um personal incomes yeah for sure start there and then see where the lord takes you it's pretty incredible yeah yeah Yeah. just do what you can yeah live in the present ownership create an inheritance for your children's children yeah and it's all relative so if your final numbers 
ten thousand dollars that's okay it's, just, it's zeros zeros and commas yes there's nothing nothing different i, I mm. think your heart is where your family will know yes. you know and yeah do what you can and do it now because if we wait you know with investing i know time is so important you know you stretch a hundred dollars a month over 10 years it's one thing you do it over 50 years and you change generations yes i mean children's 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 children yeah and i think that's where uh especially young listeners you know can yeah. really you've got time you've, you've got, got more time, time but start yes make it a habit start now mm-hmm. yeah. we hope you've learned something this was great um was. yeah like subscribe follow um the Wilford brothers and put some show topics you want to hear we look forward to hearing from you guys engage with us ask us questions we'll be happy to answer those questions as we can and uh yeah we'll see you on the next episode look back at our uh previous episodes we've covered a lot of topics now thanks and have a wonderful day god bless y'all